Next on BYU Sports Nation, the perfect trap game scenario for BYU basketball. Why none of you should be worried about said trap. It's a trap. Steve Cleveland on how the Cougars tamed the Toreros tonight in the Marriott Center. Plus why ESPNU has been the thorn for Dave Rose and BYU hoops this season. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Oh, hey, we're live. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, February 16th, wherever and however you're dialed in. As always, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who I think should create StubHub for movie theaters. A lot of money to be made there, Jerem Jordan. How is there not? Fandango owns the market? You need to compete with this, Jerem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a great idea. Why would you share it on national TV and radio <laughs> if it's legit? There's so many people. Patent it. Like, we, we have record it's of it now. It's already done if now. Any, Someone heard if you. If anybody tries to steal it from us, it will come back to this. We can take them no, to court, man. We, we can't. We don't own the intellectual property. We just, pre- we just gift-wrapped it and sent it into the ethos for everyone to take. You have great ideas. That was not one to share it. The idea was great. It was not great to share it, said idea. Hey, it would have been helpful to have StubHub for movie theaters for you oh. going to see the Lego Batman okay, movie I, on Valentine's night. I listened to said debate, yes. and there is a clear answer. I saw it Tuesday night. Yeah, okay, like okay. I saw it with every other family with multiple children in Utah County. <laughs> it was amazing trying to get out of the movie theater and into it. Anyway, it was quite the event. Lego Batman, greater than Lego movie. And it is not even close. The Lego movie was so good. Yes. Lego Batman was so much gooder. It was amazing. Really? It was amazing. I want to go watch it again. Hurry up and see it. Cancel okay. whatever. You okay. don't have a live game to call this week. Okay. Go to Lego Batman this Maybe week. Maybe I Jacks, can have figure a that time. out uh, Yeah, this weekend. No, 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 it's already figured Brittany, out. Brittany, we're, we're make it, it happen. We're doing it this weekend. <laughs> I need to see this movie. I've yeah, heard so much, so much about it. Now, you're the third person to tell it's me really, that it yeah. blows the original I, yeah, out of the water. I, I don't want to say, like, it's the greatest movie ever, but it's close. Wow. <laughs> you think it'll live up to those expectations for me that you have established now. Yeah, and I'm non-hype guy. Exactly. When, when it comes guy. to movies, I'm you really annoyed hype. When people are like, I go see it at the back. I'm like, shh, just let me go see it, okay? Stop. Don't tell me Dunkirk's the greatest movie ever by Christopher Nolan. Just let me go watch it or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So for you to do that, that means a lot. And I knew in the credits that it would be great, by the way. That early? Yes. Oh, my <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about the movie. <laughs> Not any joke. This is the movie in general. Energy is good right now. Will Arnett, you're my hero. Energy is good right now, so let's keep it up. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Dave Rose and BYU Basketball back in the Marriott Center tonight hosting San Diego. Hashtag payback week. Game tips at 11 Eastern and will be broadcast on ESPNU. The Cougars, oh by the way, are 0-4 in games on ESPNU this season? What is that all about? 0-4? USC, Santa Clara, Pepperdine... There's one more on there. That's weird. What? 
Game also on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Please, BYU, get a win on ESPNU. It is at this point that I would like to mention that BYU was 12-0 on BYU TV. Women's basketball plays at San Diego tonight in the penultimate, that means second to last, WCC road game this season. Last time the Cougars faced the Toreros, Cassie Broadhead had the hot hand for BYU. Cassie Broadhead off the glass and good to beat the shot clock buzzer. She has a new career high, 25 points for Cassie Broadhead. She ended up with 30 in that one. Listen to it tonight on BYU Radio or the BYU Radio app. It's free at 9 Eastern. Jimmer Fredette scored 34 points last night for the Shanghai Sharks. That's it. But his team lost to Beijing, the Shugang Ducks, oh, led by oh, Stefan hey, Marbury. They're good, man. They Their post play has been incredible this season. It was the Jimmer versus the Starberry. And this time, Beijing got the win. Jimmer and the Sharks have two remaining regular season games left. They're still in first place, though. They only have two regular season games left? It's February. That's amazing for Jimmer. He probably gets paid more to play less. That's the American slash Chinese dream. Is there any time for Jimmer to sign with an NBA team for a playoff run? (laughs) 25th ranked softball begins play in the DeMarini Desert Classic today in Henderson, Nevada. Henderson, discovered by Mormons, versus Hawaii at 630 Eastern. Uh, Another big weekend for BYU, who who, as we mentioned earlier in the week, is now in the top 25 after that great weekend in Mexico. For the first time since 2011, ranked in the top 25. Not only did they go to Mexico, they came back ranked. How about that? What's cool is they beat Washington. Washington jumped five spots. So you're like, if they lost to BYU, how do they jump five spots? Washington beat number one and, num- and number two. Therefore, BYU is the best team in the country. <laughs> Transitive property. Yes. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. And so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The shunning of the Bulls. Fighters. BYU hoops in Provo for back-to-back home games this week. As stated earlier, payback week. When the Cougs welcome a couple of teams they've already lost to on the road in West Coast Conference play this season. San Diego tonight. St. Mary's on Saturday. Fact number one, this is a classic trap game scenario. It's with a, a ranked St. Mary's team coming to, sat- to Mer- the Merritt Center on Saturday and San Diego tonight having a losing record. Fact, San Diego beat BYU by 13 points in game number one. I still don't know how that happened. Fact number three, no BYU player in their right mind will admit to overlooking San Diego after what happened in January. Why would they? In the San Diego game is first, and so that's the game we're focused on. And uh, between the two games that we lost, we we definitely did not play like ourselves more in that San Diego game. And so I think we're we're excited, we're getting ready, and and we have a, a definite edge to our preparation and and to our mentality going into this game that I think we we miss sometimes. Eric Mika on BYU Sports Nation yesterday, ready for San Diego. Okay, we've presented the facts, but in reality. Does it really matter if BYU is perhaps looking ahead to St. Mary's? That is the focus of today's Twitter question. Can BYU overlook San Diego tonight with St. Mary's on Saturday? Why or why not? Eh? Use hashtag BYUSN at BruteDR. No! For crying out loud, they've already beaten us this season, and they're greater than 200 RPI, not taking any win for granted. 
You are not alone at Brute DR. At Cougar Stats tweets in, no team, player, or coach should overlook anyone ever. That's as fundamental as a chest pass. But it's not fundamental to human nature. You have to, you have to challenge that, right? You see weakness and you go, there's weakness. At Greg Rosenhan says, definitely not. BYU has proven they can lose to anyone. In fact, we have seen an overwhelming response I, from all of you. I haven't seen a single tweet. Maybe there's been one and I just didn't see it. Let me know, control room, if you saw one. Uh, of, yes. Not a single tweet saying, yes. Can BYU <laughs> overlook San oh, Diego? No! That doesn't mean... Totally disregard them. It just means maybe be thinking ahead to St. Mary's. Yeah. Because that's the ranked team coming to Provo. So naturally, my answer, my answer is absolutely BYU can, which brings us to the stat of the day. (laughs) It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Listen! At home in WCC play, BYU averages a 19.5 point win versus non-St. Zaga, 6-0. At home... In league, BYU has crushed everybody not named Gonzaga. Everybody! But, Jerem, what about what about Portland? And That was a weird game in UVU. BYU won by 11. That's the lowest point of the Dave Rosier, that loss. Okay, don't give me the outlier. Give me the average. BYU crushes San Diego at home. BYU is a 16.5 point fave tonight. BYU is so different at home. Absolutely they can. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying I don't care about this game tonight very much. I care about the St. Mary's game because hashtag Spencer face with St. Mary's <laughs> is in full effect tomorrow, right? And, sa- and Saturday. I don't think I can ever duplicate what happened Listen. when I was talking about St. <laughs> Mary's yesterday. I know. I listened to the show, and then later I was like, oh, wow, that face was amazing. <laughs> That's the face I get thinking about BYU not overlooking San Diego. Yes, that was my, <laughs> that was my bitter root beer face. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, BYU is hungry. The, Eric Mika was in here. They talked about, listen, they, they haven't won back-to-back games since January 21st. That's going to happen tonight. Dave Rose's highest winning percentage in any month as a coach is February. BYU owns San Diego in the Marriott Center. 6-0 Dave Rose. 6-0 this season at home against non-St. Zaga in league. You throw out Gonzaga, you throw out UVU. BYU's 13-0 in all the other games. It's going to be just as soon as we put out the Twitter question, like within 15 minutes, we had three people at least tweet back, this is a dumb question. There, listen, I want to say something. There are no dumb questions. Just dumb people that ask. Okay? <laughs> what? Wait, what? This is a dumb question. Can BYU overlook San Diego tonight? For the simple fact that BYU lost to San Diego by 13 in Southern California, Naturally, you say, no, they can't overlook San Diego. But that's all you look at. I tend to agree with Jerem Jordan's logic here. Because, and I believe it is typed into the script verbatim, Jerem is amazing. I didn't have anything to do with that. (laughs) Or everything. What script? What are you talking about? For everyone and anyone but BYU basketball players this is a game that should not concern BYU fans why because BYU traditionally crushes San Diego in the Marriott Center we'll get into the specifics of that with president coach Steve Cleveland but this team San Diego traditionally does not play well in Provo 
Uh, rewind to last year. Oh, 91 oh. to 33. I think San Diego had 11 points at halftime. 11 points. BYU won by two on a Thursday night in San Diego. Yeah, last year. They, they... Then, on Saturday, two days later, BYU won by 58. A 60-point swing? I'm Batman. No, sorry, 56-point swing? That is... Math on the air is hard, I know. That is crazy. Yeah, it, it is nuts. The reason that I'm so... Uh, I have such strong opinion about this is because of what BYU's done to San Diego. Here, BYU's lost at San Diego. That mattereth not in the, this discussion. The Slim Jim has really been doesn't. really weird yeah, BYU's, for BYU. Pack some more jerky when you go down there. Goodness. How does a team, even last year, win by two... In San Diego, and then come home to Provo and win by 58. Because you're a lot better at home, and that's the point. Yes, and it is exponentially better for BYU at home against this specific team. Not just any team. San Diego. Yes, San Diego. That has meant gangbusters for BYU in the Marriott Center. The Cougars will roll tonight. Historic trends will win out, and BYU will have some momentum going into Saturday's game with St. Marys. Will you do the face again? I don't even think I can replicate it. It was in the moment. I'll try. It was in the I'll, moment. I'll try. Like, what, what, like, like you, wow. the sour, most sour thing you've ever tasted just went in your mouth? At one bald Cairo doc, <laughs> <laughs> he clipped that segment <laughs> off, added some music, put a little black and white scale on it, and tweeted it out. Yeah. I can't wait to, wait to read more tweets about this, too. What's Trending brought to you by Aaron Rentals, offering commercial and residential <laughs> highlights equipment at more than 80 locations nationwide. Let's keep it rolling with Twitter next. Plus, the president coach, Steve Cleveland, on just how lopsided this San Diego BYU series has been in Provo. And what kind of chance he gets BYU to win both games this week? No! Love BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, our conversation is happening right this very second on the Twitter machine. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Maybe you think our Twitter question is dumb today. (laughs) Can BYU overlook San Diego tonight with St. Mary's coming in on Saturday? Why or why not? Men's Hoops versus San Diego tonight. A team that BYU can overlook at 11 p.m. Eastern time on ESPNU, where BYU is owned for. What? And on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. We do have two tweets that say yes. There's only two. We've had two out of, like, a hundred. At Bridger Quintanil. Yes, they can. It's a home game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's against San Diego. And at WD Heath 40. With only two people on the USD roster at 6'10", of course they can. They'll be looking down on them all night. His Twitter handle is WD Heath 40. That is pretty awesome. good. WD 40. Nicely done. That's pretty good. Nicely done. Yeah. 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 That's worthy of a children's applause on this show. <laughs> Children's golf applause. (laughs) Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, friend of the program, a man who always brings it, the most well-prepared analyst in this shop, Steve Cleveland with us. Steve, nice to have you back on the show. Good to be with you. Good morning. All right, so we've had our very strong opinions put out there already. Put out our correct opinions. Uh... (laughs) On, On the Twitter question, can BYU overlook San Diego tonight? Why or why not? What do you think? Well, the, the coach, with the coach speaking, you would say absolutely you, you can't overlook anyone. Um, history says that 
the three times that BYU has played the University of San Diego while they've been in the WCC, collectively scoring, the aggregate is 84 points per game for BYU and 49 for University of San Diego. Yeah. So when you you see statistics like that, you can say, well, they may not have to play a perfect game to win. But uh, (laughs) it's a different team. It's a different time. Obviously, they're not going to look past this group. I mean, uh, they, they need every game they play, they need to continue to get better because the most important games are coming in the next two or three weeks of the season. So I would be really surprised if they're overlooking San Diego, especially considering the fact that they got beat by them at home on the road. So that's not going to happen. They're not going to overlook this team. And, um, I, I, you know, you never know if history will repeat itself, but it's hard for me to believe that uh, – there's that kind of differential between two teams over the last three years from all away and home. The question wasn't, will BYU, it's can they? Yeah, so I, I appreciate that answer as well. And I'm not huge into, hey, five years ago has this huge impact on tonight, right? Because yeah. it doesn't for the most part. But this team, this BYU team at home, Cleve, against UVU and Gonzaga, you throw those out, like the worst and maybe you know, toughest uh, opponents. BYU's 13-0 at home. BYU's 6-0 in league against, uh, at, at home. Uh, 19.5 point win. What, why is it that BYU lost by 13 at San Diego, yet BYU's a 16.5 point favorite and quite possibly could win big tonight? That's crazy. Well, it, it, number one, they shoot the ball a lot better at home. And they've got the energy of the crowd. It's where they practiced every day. You know, it's kind of an interesting thing. I'm in North Carolina right now, and I'm here to see a couple of games with the NC State, they played North Carolina last night, and uh, they played Notre Dame on Saturday. And they don't practice in their facility that they play in. And, I, and I'm just trying to wrap my arms around that. So how difficult could that be? You're playing in a neutral court every time you have a home game. <laughs> but that's not the case for BYU. Marriott Center is a friendly place for them. That's where they're more relaxed. And it's, you know, it's pretty typical of young, young players where they're going to be comfortable, where they play all the time, and having some of their first experiences on the road or maybe being away for two years and having that experience again, the adjustments and the fact that everybody plays better at home. It doesn't matter who you are. You shoot the ball better, you're more comfortable there. But certainly, the, I mean, when I was there and when Dave was there, I remember having 40-plus wins in a row. Dave's had the same thing. I think probably every coach that's ever coached here has had some pretty long winning streaks at home because of the fan base. Um, because they just play better at home, and it's it's sometimes hard, especially in the WCC where everybody's playing kind of in a high school gym. Um, they come in here, the depth perception's different, and very few people, very few people. The fact that UVU came here and shot that well, most of that team plays at BYU all the time in the spring and the summer, and some of the guys actually even played in the BYU program. Very few teams come into the to the Marriott Center and shoot it. President Coach Steve Cleveland with us on BYU Sports Nation. If you couldn't tell, Jeremy and I are collectively okay with uh, overlooking San Diego because of what comes to the Marriott Center on Saturday night. 22nd-ranked St. Mary's, a game that's been circled on the calendar for a long time for most of BYU Sports Nation. What kind of chance do you give BYU to not just beat San Diego tonight, but to make it 2-0 and this week with a win over St. Mary's? Well, I'll say the same thing that I said against Gonzaga, and it, and it almost happened here. But I, I think it's, you know, they've got to get to the free throw line. I think if they make 20 free throws, if they have less than 10 turnovers, if they get, if they just do what they normally do at home, 
You know, they're always around 39, 40 rebounds, shoot about 45%. I don't think they have to play better than they've ever played at home. I think if they play the way they normally do, that they've got a great opportunity to win. And, you know, obviously uh, it's not going to be a, a game of great pace unless St. Mary's turns it over because they're going to control the ball. They're going to shoot the ball late in the shot clock. <clears throat> I think BYU's more prepared today to adapt to that style than they were a month ago when they played them. And I think certainly the San Francisco game, kind of a gut check time for that team. And, uh, you know, they, they got together there in the, in the day or two off. And I think that game will really prepare them for St. Mary's. A couple things. One, you know, offensively, they're doing some different things with high-low, with uh, Mika up higher, you know, around the, the free-throw line extended or even the top of the keys. He's proved that he can shoot that and isolating Yoli a little more. So that, I think that's going to be effective. And I just think defensively they played with more purpose. And uh, it's, it's a team that uh, can hurt you a lot of different ways. I like, think the key thing, I think an article was written on it earlier in the week, in Salt Lake, but you know they've got to stay out of foul trouble when they play St. Mary's. They can get away with a little bit of foul trouble against San Diego, but if Mika and Yola Childs aren't on the floor, uh, they can't be St. Mary's. I mean, they can't. I mean, they they have to have those two on the floor playing well because St. Mary's is so solid inside and they have such balance in their scoring. So yeah, you know they can absolutely win here, but they're going to have to do things and play well that uh, at times they haven't done against the better teams in the league. I think we just answered the question, can the show overlook San Diego? And the, the answer is yes. We just talked about St. Mary's. Uh, just, <laughs> just to be clear right there. Ken Palm gives BYU a 30% chance of winning that game Saturday. And to me, I look at that game not as a game for context of the regular season, but to me that tells me whether – Saturday will tell me whether BYU can get to Tuesday night in Vegas. That's the championship game. What do you think the import of Saturday's game is for BYU on this season? Well, I think it's important. You know what? If if BYU beats St. Mary's here at home, then they'll have a belief and a confidence that will take them into the tournament and allow them to do the same thing there. If they get beat at home by St. Mary's, I, I you know I don't I'm not Kim Palm, but I, you know that it would be single digit numbers to beat St. Mary's in a neutral court. And so I think a lot of this is just the kind of the mindset that. Hey, we need to beat a good team here, and we we haven't done that in in quite a while. We need to beat a good team here, and, and you know, and San Francisco's had a pretty solid year, and and they did a nice job defensively against them, and they took away the easy shots. But San Francisco was also a team that they matched up real well. I mean, they didn't they don't penetrate off the dribble, they don't post anybody up, and uh, and so. You know, even though I thought BYU really played well, it was a game that was easier for them to play than a St. Mary's team who will pound it inside, who will make them guard for, you know, 28 seconds at a shot clock and have patience and stay in a stance and really test their discipline and their ability to kind of sustain a defensive effort. So uh, we watched BYU come back in Gonzaga in the second half. And, and that, that game got close, and it could have turned if a shot's made here or there. And St. Mary's is not Gonzaga. And BYU matches up much better with St. Mary's than they do Gonzaga. And, and, that, and that game at home was close. And I suspect there will be a great crowd again, and uh, there will be a lot of energy in the building. And um, I, I think it's a great opportunity for BYU to win there. And having a couple wins underneath their belts. And had they lost at San Francisco and they hadn't really fought through that, and that's what they did, then, you know, this 
it had been a really difficult week, but I just think that win at San Francisco has kind of restored their faith, and I think the coaches, too, saw that, hey, okay, we executed a game plan. <laughs> you know, we, we actually played with a purpose, and we did the things we needed to do. Let's do it again. And I think a warm-up against USD, and I don't mean warm-up in the sense that um, taking them too lightly, but just an opportunity to play one time more before they play in St. Mary's will be a benefit to them on Saturday. We're talking with former BYU basketball head coach Steve Cleveland on BYU Sports Nation. At this point of the season, how much is BYU, the coaching staff, the players, thinking about that West Coast Conference tournament and the opportunity that is in Las Vegas? Well, it's in the back of their mind, but right now the coaching staff and the players are not thinking about that. I mean, I think they realize that to get to the NC2A tournament, um, if, you know, and that's still their goal, that the tournament is the key to that. Though I, I would say this, and I know, I mean, if they were to win out right now in league, that would obviously mean a win at Gonzaga, which they have done twice before, not with this younger team. But if they were to win out and get to the finals, I don't think they have to win the WCC tournament. I think they could really, by beating St. Mary's twice and beating Gonzaga before they got in the finals of that tournament, but that's probably unlikely. But uh, it's not something that's heavily on their mind. I, I think the biggest thing on their mind is BUSD and St. Mary's. Have a great week here. Go to Portland. I know Portland played them strong uh, at home, but beat Portland and, and then just play a relaxed game against. No pressure on them at, at, at Gonzaga and see where they go. So the key thing is to be playing well before they get to that tournament. I think that's the key thing. And one of the things that really bodes well for BYU is that sometimes – Attrition can be a good thing. And I think what's going to happen here is over three or four games, everyone, the six or seven players that are going to be playing most of the minutes now have adjusted to each other. They've all adjusted to new roles, and they're getting more confident. They're locked into that rotation. The coaches know what it's going to be. The guys that are playing know what it's going to be, and the guys on the bench know what it's going to be. And in order for someone off the bench to come, there's going to have to be some significant foul trouble. And I, th- I think you're going to see a team that's more confident in their purpose because I, ha- I remember as a junior college coach one time, my first year I had to get rid of about five guys for breaking team rules. So we had five players, good players, and then we had a manager. And you know what? The manager was there to substitute for everybody for a few minutes here and there. And we, we played better than we played when we had 10 or 12. And I think that's what's happened here. You're down a couple guys. You have an inexperienced bench. This group knows what their role is now, and there's, no more, there's not as much of an adjusting. So I like the confidence. There's always more confidence when you know that you're going to be on the floor and uh, that you have a particular role. So I think the attrition can be a positive thing, even though they do miss you know, Kyle Davis and L.J. Rose. Coach, always a pleasure to talk to you. The man who brought the greatest hair and mustache to the campus of UC Irvine, Steve. <laughs> hey, guys, let me tell you one thing. I just watched North Carolina play last night. I promise you this. I love Gonzaga. It's the best team they've ever had. But they'd have a few losses in this league. I just tell you that right now. Oh, absolutely. The ACC? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the ACC is real, man. I tell you what. I watched <laughs> North Carolina. I had a front row seat to watch North Carolina. And... Uh, they are long and athletic and can score it, and uh, it, was, it was just really an eye-opening thing to see. And the fact that there's about six or seven teams like this in the league every night, I mean, 
that is by far the toughest league in this in, in, in the United States. It might be eight or nine teams from the ACC going to the tournament this year. But, Man. yeah, they, they, as good as Gonzaga is and is well-prepared and is well-coached, they're not going through this league unscathed. I Coach, can tell you that. when you have a courtside seat, we need to see picture this, pictures of this on Twitter. You, I'll tell you, what, I'll you, you haven't you, tweeted uh, in four years, Coach. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'll tell you what. I'm going to be at the Notre Dame game Saturday. And I'll, I'll get some nice picks. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll, I'll get them out there on my Twitter. That would be a good way to kind of get reconnected with the Twitter world. Absolutely. Coach, great stuff. Always All nice right. to talk to you. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye-bye. You got it. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He was in a hurry to bounce there. Maybe he has a tea time. Well, yeah. wouldn't you if you were well, in one, North maybe, Carolina? The lunch and then and, uh, Yeah, the watching basketball. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Now, the connection there is Heath Schroyer. Former assistant for Steve Cleveland, former assistant here at BYU, uh, is an assistant at North Carolina State. So, Steve, President Coach Steve Cleveland hanging out at uh, NC State. It's good to be Cleve. It is good <laughs> to be the president coach, man. Can BYU overlook San Diego tonight with St. Mary's on Saturday? Why or why not? Send us your opinions. Coming up, is there anyone else that thinks that BYU can really do that? We're doing anything but overlooking our going for two picks, however. Those are next. BYU Sports Nation, brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. If you just missed our interview with President Coach Steve Cleveland, he told us why he feels like Gonzaga wouldn't do so well in the ACC. He had a front-row seat to an ACC game last night. Also... Of course, someone from BYU would say that. Does he think (laughs) that it's okay for BYU to overlook San Diego? You won't believe the statistic that he brought up that actually helps our case. And by our, I mean Jeremy and myself thinking that it's okay for BYU to overlook San Diego. And if you missed uh, Spencer's St. Mary face, um, St. Mary's face, uh, I tweeted out a couple of times just wild facts about BYU sports that I'm like, what? Yeah. With your face. Yeah. So I might change my profile pic, I'll be honest. Just your face. Oh, what have I set myself up for here? Like, I'm so unbelievably unattractive in that screenshot. Like, it's I am ugly in that picture. Ugly. You have a wonderful personality. (laughs) Yeah. You got married. Ball game. It's over. It is. Yeah. Like. You won. Like. Touchdown. Most of the time, I'm kind of just, you know. Three-pointer. I'd like to think that I'm mediocre looking like run. that is bad that is really well bad. that's your uvu moment <laughs> that's your utah that's losing the uvu for you that's like okay that's the worst it can oh, get oh okay? my goodness it's gonna be okay man you're oh. a good looking dude there are people that believe that i thankfully <laughs> there's at least one woman out there that thinks that sometimes right let's refresh today's byu sports you only need one headlines. and you already got her Dave Rose and the Cougars return to the Marriott Center tonight to host San Diego, part of Payback Week. Game tips, 11 Eastern, and will be broadcast on ESPNU. If you missed why that's not good news, let me remind you, the Cougars are 0-4 in games on ESPNU this season. Still can't get over that. The game is also on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Just find a way to win on ESPNU. Just do it! Women's basketball plays at San Diego tonight in the penultimate West Coast Conference road game for the ladies. Last time the Cougars faced the Toreros, Cassie Broadhead, she had the hot hand for the Cougars. 
Cassie Broadhead off the glass and good to beat the shot clock buzzer. She has a new career high, 25 points for Cassie Broadhead. BYU beat San Diego by 18 back on January 14th. Time to get That's it done 17 plus. in the Slim Jim. Jimmer Fredette scored 34 points last night in a Shanghai Sharks loss to the Beijing Shugong Ducks, led by Stefan Marbury. Jimmer and the Sharks, in first place, have two remaining regular season games. And uh, 25th-ranked softball begins playing the DeMarini Desert Classic today in Henderson, Nevada, versus Hawaii at 6.30 Eastern time. Jerem, I'm so glad you made it back for today's show because it just wouldn't be the same in going for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All tied up once again, 32 and 38 overall for myself and for Jerem Jordan. Okay, I am channeling my inner Jerem Jordan Oh, it's about time. For pick number one here, to see if it will work for me, to see if the curse lives on through Spencer and not just Jerem. Yeah, next week, by the way, I already have one of my Gonzaga going for twos, ready to rock, with an intent to reverse curse. Okay? <laughs> All the tease. Number one for me tonight, BYU by 17+. plus. Yeah! Can... Can I break the curse? See, I don't think it applies to me. I think it's just well, you. Well, we'll find out. I think it's just you. We don't know. That's why I'm confident anything, with that. Right? BYU by 17-plus tonight on their home floor. Uh, as a, a note, BYU in West Coast Conference play beating San Diego by an average of 31 points on their home floor. Yeah, 16.5-point fit. 17-plus. Number two, San Diego will shoot 38% or less from the field. They made everything against BYU, or so it felt like, in the Slim Jim. They're going to shoot 38% or less from the field tonight and struggle on the road, which is why BYU by 17-plus. Now, what did San Diego shoot in San Diego? That's what I'm pulling up right now. They shot 40, nope, 48%. Yeah, okay. 48%? 10% less. That's good. Okay, number one, BYU will lead at halftime by nine or less. Ooh, close, close game at halftime? At halftime. Okay. A la Portland. Will they be trailing? Yeah. By nine or less, they could be trailing. Okay. 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 Um, and then my number two, I would have it known that I made, I submitted my pick before you. I said BYU will win by 14 plus. Okay. I didn't want to go 17 plus because I didn't want the curse. Okay. BYU won by 13, or BYU lost by 13 at USD. Uh-huh. I'm calling for a 27 plus difference. <laughs> okay. Which has that, not, which, which is not been the outlier in this it's series. It's not been the outlier, right? So it's not that crazy. We've seen that, a 56 point swing as of last year. Yeah, we weren't doing going for two. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so we're tied. So th- oh, Okay, le- and let's reset something. The, uh, we have one seat courtside for tonight, by the way, mm-hmm. and St. Mary's. So mm-hmm. what we talked about is the winner, if someone won tonight, you would get to pick what half you have for St. Mary's, right? Correct. That, that was it? Correct. So you can still win that uh, 14 plus 17 and plus if B- if plus. BYU wins by 14 15 or 16 14 15 yeah. or 16 exactly You're that's kind of a that. slim margin <laughs> wow <laughs> if they win by 16 i'm going to be very upset <laughs> this yeah i'll be really happy <laughs> Going for two brought to you by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Our Twitter question today, can BYU overlook San Diego tonight with St. Mary's looming on Saturday? This is like the most anti Why or why not? Yes. Question ever, which is why I love it. I don't play for the team. I'm not on the team. I don't coach a team. 
the fans, can you overlook a team or not? Obviously, if I'm on the team or associated with the team in any way, shape, or form at an optimum level, I would say absolutely not. You focus on but the But that's opponent. what you say. Do you, not, do you think TJ Haas tonight is thinking, oh, man, Saint, uh, San Diego's like the same caliber as Gonzaga? No, he's thinking, we lost by 30. Here, here's my translation of what TJ Haas is thinking tonight. One, I'm amazing. Two, I'm going to shoot a lot of threes tonight. Three, we lost by 13 to these clowns. Number four, <laughs> we're going to crush these fools tonight. Five, Cosmo's going to be doing backflips after we beat this team by exactly 16 points tonight, and Jeremy Gitz is going for two pick. Thank you. That's wor- exactly what TJ Haas is The words of the ginger mom, but TJ Haas, as presented by Jerem Jordan in Studio B. It's, it's time. I trust that dude. Yes, Taysom trusts that dude. And like Rafiki said, it is time. Can BYU overlook San Diego? That doesn't mean, when we say overlook, that's not like, are they they going to lose to San Diego? Is it okay if they lose? No. Overlooking a team just means like being aware of what's happening on Saturday, right? And they kind of mail it in and still win. The yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Will they do that? That's not what we're discussing. No. We're saying it's not a will. They? Can they? And we think they can talk do show. That. Come up with things to talk about. Up next, BYU men's tennis coach Brad Pierce serving up a look at what will be a record-setting 204th win. He's won a ton of matches at BYU. He's not going to overlook 204. I'll tell you that. No. Nope. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, hashtag overlooking the opponent. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's like this idea of disrespect, right? If you overlook them, you disrespect them. Absolutely. Uh, number three men's volleyball <laughs> plays UC San Diego. So this is a different school than San Diego. This Are you a- overlooking UC San Diego for BYU Volleyball, Jerem? I'm the play-by-play, so I better not comment on that one. <laughs> 9 Eastern, tomorrow night, UC San Diego. UC San Diego beat USC. Okay, So they uh, so to BYU, they crushed them. Yeah, but there's, there's an opportunity there for San Diego, I think, to maybe take a set in Provo. That would be, a, that would be something different. I am not on the broadcast tomorrow. So I am absolutely overlooking the trends. No, yeah. BYU should win, of course. BYU TV, BYU Radio, coming up tomorrow night. Joining us now in Studio B, a man who overlooks no opponent, especially when he's going for a record win, the men's tennis coach Brad Pierce with his coach. It's good to have you back in Studio oh, B. Brad. Great to be with you guys. It's always a pleasure. Okay, so hosting New Mexico Friday and then San Francisco Saturday it's fun to always go back and play an old conference foe, right? New Mexico. So what what kind of angst is there with New Mexico coming to face BYU? Yeah, that's that's a great question. We we have what we call our regional rival matches and that's uh teams like New Mexico. Of course, Utah is the you know, the biggest one of those and uh, Boise State, UNLV. So we we like to keep all of those old conference foes on our schedule so it's they're all good teams and they're all tough matches um we used to call new mexico a friendly rivalry um they had a change of coaches and um, man it was a really tough situation for us at their place last year uh was not a friendly rivalry but uh you know we we have a good good crowd support but you know our fans are nice and uh, but we, you know, we hope to be very uh, competitive and uh, put on a good show. What happened at New Mexico? Last oh, I, it's not worth talking about. <laughs> it's, 
You just say, you know, when the alcohol starts flowing, you know, if the yeah. fans, bad things happen. So it was just, uh, it was not a pleasant. Listen, we need a response for BYU and Provo, okay? We need The Rock. We need, we need BYU Sports <laughs> well, to show up and support their team. Yeah. You can be super loud. Yeah. Let, let them know that you're there to support them. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking, what am I doing at a uh, tennis match in uh, – Albuquerque with <laughs> liquor and BYU. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah fun. That's anyway, a, enough said there. That sounds like a fun story. Um, there are things like free pizza uh, and Tanner <laughs> Mangum uh, signing autograph. How'd that go last weekend? Um, you know, we we didn't get the outcome. You know, of course that we were hoping for, but it it was an awesome experience. You know, not only for anybody that was on the court playing as a collegiate tennis player and the fans alike. I mean, that's to me is what college tennis should be all about. It should be fun and exciting. And, you know, you should have the pageantry that you have in the, in the big sports. I mean, we had the cheerleaders, Cosmo. We had, uh, you know, VIPs uh, doing ceremonial guest coin tosses. I mean, it was just an awesome experience. And, uh, you know, some people came uh, after and said, oh, man, when the fight song came on and the cheerleaders were doing their dance. I had chills. I had goosebumps on my arms. So awesome. That's awesome. it was just awesome for everybody. Didn't get the outcome, but you know, I, I guess we got the consolation prize and put it on a good show. A great atmosphere for sure. Brad Pierce, BYU men's tennis coach with us. And let us uh, be one of many to congratulate you on how much success you have had. 203 wins. Of course, 204 carries significance because that would make you – uh, the greatest and passing BYU Hall of Famer Wayne Pierce, your dad. Uh, what goes through your mind when you think about uh, achieving that mark? Well, you, you know, first of all, it's it's not really something I've been keeping uh, track of at all. In fact, uh, we were we were on the plane headed out to um, to play Harvard and Cornell in Boston, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and on the plane ride, I think it was Aiden. You know, who's kind of the stats guy on our team said, coach, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, you're you're going after your 200th win. And I was like, I had no idea. It's not something that, you know, is very relevant to me. Um, you know, what I'm after and what I what I preach, you know, in terms of our culture and our program is is from team success comes individual success. And, you know, f- for what I'm trying to accomplish is all about the team doing well, and uh, I, I guess, you know, and then and from that, you know, individuals can have their successes as well, and I, I guess I'm a part of that because I guess this is an individual success as a coach, but, um, you know, it's not something that, uh, you know, something I've really been striving for, and, and you know, I guess it's it's a great stat, and um, I'm, I'm glad that others, you know, think highly of it. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the program and the legacy um, you know, there have been a lot of great coaches, uh, you know, before me, you know, starting with my dad and Larry Hall and Coach Osborne and before my dad, you know, Buck Dixon. So, uh, you know, it came up the other day and it kind of caught me by surprise with my dad's record. And, you know, I got a little emotional about it, um, you know, like I am now. I just uh, I can't avoid it. You know, he's just such a a great man, a great person. Um, he was a great father and just an incredible coach. And, and uh, you know, to even be talked about in the same light of what he accomplished here is, is more than I could have ever hoped for. So that's how much respect, you know, that I have for him and, and uh, you know, the legacy that he built here. So um, I guess it's just very humbling. Yeah. One of the things I love about BYU 
is that there are a lot of uh, father-sons, brothers, uh, family involved. When Chaz Ayu committed to BYU, his grandpa was very emotional about it. That meant something, right? And that's the unique part of BYU. You don't have that at every college, right? But BYU seems to have all kinds of family relations with that. Uh, switching gears just a little bit. Um, you're 5-1 and one at home. You've been really good at home. What is the biggest home court advantage that you guys have uh, at the indoor tennis courts there? Well, I, th- I think it's what we talked about a, a little bit with the show that we put on. Uh, you know, in college tennis, uh, you know, I don't think the, the coaches around the country have kind of put in the effort that you know, we've done here, you know, to really attract the fans and, and, and make sure they have a good experience when they're there. And so teams come in and, and they freak out because they see more than just their mom or dad and maybe a girlfriend <laughs> in the stands. So it's, you know, I think they, they have a little bit of that. And our, our fans, are, I don't think they're mean and nasty like sometimes you'd find in other places, but they're loud and they get into it. And, uh, you know, if, if, the, if the opposing team's not prepared for it, it can be very daunting. So uh, I think through the years we've had an extremely good home record. I'm always fascinated by the player-coach relationship in tennis specifically because it's unique to that sport. It's unlike any other. It's not like you huddle up and you can call timeouts all the time and motivate them. How do you get your players ready so that they can coach themselves in moments when they are struggling and come back and, and start to play? I mean, is it a look? Is it one word? What do you do? Yeah, that's that's a, a longer uh, you know answer uh, to a very complex question. But um, you know the thing about tennis is you know especially in the collegiate format is it is still an individual sport, but it is played in a team format. So it's an interesting dynamic. And tennis is such a mental oh. game. I mean, it's just you, and uh, that's that's why I think tennis players in particular uh, develop great resiliency and grit. Because they can't rely on, you know, maybe a guy that's playing a little bit better than they are today or tonight. And, you know, you can't rely really on anybody else. You have a coach that comes by and offers, you know, a word of counsel and tries to make some observations. But really, the, I think the most important thing is that we, we try to build and, and engender um, the, the kind of culture that the guys need to learn to stand on their own two feet and uh, take responsibility and kind of figure things out for themselves. Of, of course, you know, we're there. We try to be there at the most important moments during a match when the pressure's really on and, you know, to help affirm them and, and get them focused on the right things and off of the wrong things, which, uh, you know, is very important as well. But, uh, you know, there's, there's no pressure. Uh, I mean, the pressure in, in college tennis is, is so intense because – once again, you have a team score, but it's it's you alone that's, uh, you know, sometimes the match goes on your shoulders. And, you know, for people that haven't experienced that, you know, a three-all match score and you're the guy that's either going to win or lose it <laughs> for your it. team, yeah. you know, you can't say, oh, no, my, my teammate blew it, right? <laughs> it's like it's on you. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's hard to even uh, fathom the kind of pressure that these guys feel at times unless you've actually been there yourself. Well, you would know a thing or two about pressure, having played in the quarterfinals at Wimbledon against the number one seed, Yvonne Lendl. So uh, 
obviously that has manifested itself with great success for you in your coaching career. And uh, again, congratulations. I know you're not uh, super focused on that, but we're excited about it. We're aware of it. And uh, that's what we do. We hype it up. We blow it up. So when it happens, and it will, um, we're going to make a, a big deal out of that. Well, I, I appreciate that. I mean, it's it's nice that others are, are kind of keeping count. But, uh, you know, I'm just focused on our match on Friday against New Mexico and then after that against USF and, you know, on, on the rest of the season. Um, I'm, I'm sure there will come a time when I have a few more grandchildren. I have one, <laughs> one grandchild now that, you know, I'll look back, you know, at the appropriate time and, and you know, it'll maybe have a little bit more uh, relevance to me. But right now we're just focused on, you know, each and every match in the season. Coach, great to have you with us. We'll give you some BYU Sports Nation karma on your way out, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Brad Pierce of BYU Men's Tennis going for win number 204 in that position. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around. As always, a plethora of sports. And what is a Golden Spike Award? What is that all about? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need a most. Let us whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Dave Rose and the Cougars are back in the Marriott Center, right, Jim? Yes, they are, Spencer. Yes. 11 yes, Eastern tonight, ESPNU, BYU Radio, and the BYU Radio app. Ha <laughs> Women's Basketball. <laughs> Whoops. Cougars play at San Diego tonight in the penultimate WCC road game. Listen to it on BYU Radio or the BYU Radio app at 9 Eastern. Jimmer! Scored 34 last night in the, for the Shanghai Sharks. They have two regular season games remaining. Softball. 25th ranked BYU begins playing the DeMarini Desert Classic today in Henderson, Nevada against Hawaii at 6.30 Eastern. Baseball. Colt Shaver is one of 55 college baseball players on the Golden Spikes Award preseason watch list. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays tee off at 2.20 Eastern at the Genesis Open in Pacific Palisades, California. Watch out for Dumbo. Golf. He can fly. The men's team's in fourth place after day one of the John A. Burns Intercollegiate, led by Patrick Fishburne, who's four under, tied for six. Swimming and diving. BYU's men's 800 freestyle relay finished fifth yesterday, as did the women's 200 medley relay team on day one of the MPSF Championships in L.A. We will follow that event throughout the weekend. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? At one bald Cairo Doc, he made Spencer's St. Mary's face a thing. He made it a gif, and now it's a thing. In fact, we just tweeted out, your be- tweet your best captions to Spencer's oh. St. Mary's face. Why? 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 Our elite tweet of the day from at JTracy2511. Can BYU overlook San Diego tonight? The answer is an, uh, as obvious as asking Jer- uh, Jason if he's in favor of an early football countdown. So, yes. Yes. Yes is the wow. answer. That's right. Thanks to all of our guests. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Tyus Kidd. We'll see you tomorrow. Beat Boy! San Diego.